Many of you have heard of the adrenal glands, but don't know what they are or what they do in the body. And I've been talking about heavy metals, and heavy metals can have a big impact on our adrenal glands. But what exactly are the adrenal glands and what do they do in the body? Today on Ask Dr. Gill, I want to talk about the adrenal glands, what they do, how they work, what can affect them and help and help them and what causes them to get out of balance so stay tuned hello and welcome to ask dr gill i'm dr gill winkelman Today on the program, I want to talk about the adrenal glands and and also sort of tie this back in to some of the stuff we've been talking about in terms of heavy metals and hair testing and tissue analysis. And I think I mentioned the adrenal glands last week in the hair analysis, and uh, in, in particular looking at sodium to potassium ratios and uh, what the meaning of that ratio is as it relates to the adrenal glands. And so today, I kind of want to talk more about that because I know that has brought up some questions from some listeners. And and actually, it came up in a, with a couple of patients this past week when I was talking about, um, you know, kind of what what's going on with them. And in fact, it was it came up in the context of, of discussing a hair analysis test, and uh, I actually have one in, in front of me, which is kind of kind of cool uh, to kind of talk about. So, um, and and that may be if you hear paper crinkling, that's what you're hearing. Just so you know. Uh, so, actually, I, this may end up being a multi-part podcast because there's a lot to cover. And, uh, you know, we may just continue it. I'll cut it off and then continue it next time. So uh, just just be warned. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But so let's talk about the adrenal glands. They're really kind of an interesting organ in the body. And they they sit on top of the kidneys, which is where the name comes from. Ad meaning above and renal meaning kidney. So adrenal. And they perform multiple functions in the body. But the big piece to them that I would say is is that they're kind of they're kind of like the the field marshal for for the body from a hormonal perspective. So the brain has uh, functions that it you know will inform the pituitary gland, which is kind of the master gland uh, potentially in the brain which sends signals to various parts of the body, in particular to the adrenal gland. And then the adrenal gland will then signal other parts of the body what to do. And in this um, construct, it's almost as if there's the brain and the body, and then they communicate with one another. So the adrenal gland is kind of like the general for, or the field marshal for the body, and the pituitary gland is the is the sort of servant of the brain. It's way more complex than that because there's actually loops coming back and forth. And I, I'll talk to that about that in another podcast um, 
at some point in terms of heart rate variability. So for now, let's talk about the adrenal glands though. So what do the adrenal glands do? Well, the adrenal glands are responsible for a number of systems in the body that uh, you know you, you probably know about, but, but haven't really attributed that function to this tiny little gland. And in particular, there's um, adrenaline production, right? So adrenaline uh, is produced by the adrenal glands, and adrenaline is actually norepinephrine and epinephrine in, in the body. So, and the body will, the adrenal glands, in response to whatever it is, produces uh, adrenaline, norepi, and epinephrine. And that gives us the ability to face the situation either to fight or to, to run away. And that's often in, in textbooks is referred to as a fight or flight response. So with a lot of the mental health situations uh, that I work with, that is really engaged with a lot of the patients that I see. So in particular, any, any kind of abusive situation, reactive attachment disorder usually has abuse associated with it, for example. Those kids are living in fight or flight mode. And so it's like their adrenals are always on. And, and so this is sort of the body kind of, um, it, it, you'll see like uh, potentially more frequent bowel movements or no bowel movements, one or the other. And, uh, you know, metabolism can be really, really high. But in general, the person is in, is in an agitated state all the time. Now, I have patients who come to me who don't recognize that they're in an agitated state. And, but physiologically, they're agitated. They're in, a, in what we'd call sympathetic dominance. So that's kind of the fight or flight mode. And on my website, there is an article on heart rate variability. And you can actually get to it by going to askdrgill, A-S-K-D-R-G-I-L.com. And on the top under treatments, there's uh, HRV training. Uh, if, you, if you mouse over treatments, scroll, there's a pop-up says HRV training. In that article, I put together uh, a table of the autonomic nervous system function. And the autonomic nervous system, and this is, this is controlled in part by the adrenal glands. So this is where the adrenal glands sort of match over with the nervous system, and in particular with epinephrine functions. So the epinephrine can, can drive sympathetic stimulation of the nervous system. And, and so there's a chart on there that you can look at in terms of what happens. And heart, heart rate increasing um, is, is part of that. Now, bear in mind that this is only one of the inputs, the adrenal glands, into the autonomic nervous system. So there's multiple issues that go on with that. Um, and there can be issues in the autonomic nervous system that are showing up that have nothing to do with the adrenals and have more to do with either heart rate issues brain issues or the, 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 the combination of the two. So you can't always say, oh, well, my heart rate's always up. That must be an adrenal issue. There, there can be other factors, you know, as an example. But, but I bring this up because it, it highlights sort of how adrenal 
the beginning stages of what we would call adrenal fatigue actually start with the adrenals being overstimulated and that can affect the the nervous system so and you know just as an aside we live in a fairly high stress society and actually it's more than fairly it is a very high stress society we we live in a in a in a situation that is not really good for our nervous systems and it's not really good for our adrenal systems and so so it's sort of we're we're always going into this sympathetic state and we don't have time to sort of slow down and and sort of take it easy so that 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 can also kind of go the other way that can stress our adrenals out as well so being in a, a sympathetic nervous state that can put pressure back on the adrenals so from that now i want to talk about some of the other functions in terms of the adrenal glands um so one of the things that the adrenal uh, adrenal glands does is it produces cortisol in terms of blood sugar regulation. So oftentimes when you're in a stress state, you will produce too much cortisol and and so that can throw your blood sugars off. And this is the link between stress and diabetes, by the way, and stress and immune suppression. And the, you know, this is kind of where it's happening, physiologically speaking. Um, the other two functions that I look at uh, in terms of the physiology of what's going on with a patient is uh, how is their, how are they doing with sex hormones? So either that could be libido, and particularly with men, it would be libido, as well as um, how well a woman's uh, menstrual cycles, how, you know, what, what the menstrual cycle uh, is like. Do they have high levels of premenstrual tension? Um, is their cycle regular? So the adrenal glands help that to a certain degree as well. And, and then finally, the urine, urinary, urination issues can show up with adrenal issues as well. So uh, urgency and frequency, you know, in the absence of a urinary tract infection can actually be caused by adrenal stress. And one of the common ways that I see this with kids in particular, but I do see it with adults as well, is when they go to bed, um, even though they've urinated before they go to bed, they immediately feel like they have to go again. And that's uh, way more frequent than you would think in, in terms of, of how our uh, effects are in term, you know, with, with the adrenal glands. And I, had, I have a few kids who will go to bed and they'll get up to pee, you know, 10 to 20 times in a half an hour and only a little bit will come out and it, it this has to do with the adrenal glands so we treat the adrenal glands and then the issue sort of you know resolves itself in that regard so that's kind of the functions of the adrenal glands and and kind of what they that looks like so uh, i'm going to take step aside for just a moment and then we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about the adrenal glands and uh, what, what an imbalance, how the imbalances may show up over time. So stay tuned.
Okay, welcome back. I'm Dr. Gil Winkleman, and this is Ask Dr. Gil. Uh, if you, by the way, have a question uh, at some point, feel free to send an email. The address to send it to is info, I-N-F-O, at askdrgil.com, A-S-K-D-R-G-I-L.com. And you can also go on the website and check out articles that I've written about many of the topics. And if there's a topic you want to see covered or hear covered, please let me know because I'm always looking for new topics and new insights. And uh, yeah, that sounds good. So so we've been talking about the adrenal glands. And, and so kind of I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what what the stages of alarm or uh, uh, resistance to the adrenal glands will happen, and it's um, it it it's kind of something that happens over time that's gradual, and in terms of your ability to heal, I think that the adrenal glands are one of the toughest parts of the body to to improve. And what I don't know, and I mentioned in the first part of the program that we live in a really stressful society. So we live in a, in a, in a society in the United States, at least, that is very much go, 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 go. And in other parts of the world, even in, in developed countries, such as Spain and Italy, uh, as an example, or, or south of southern France, you know, they take siesta. And there's something about that, that that is very helpful and healing for our bodies. So, but in the United States, that we don't do that. Even in the warmer parts of the country, it's sort of frowned upon to, to take that kind of time off. And we don't really take enough vacation. So the adrenal glands, really the best treatment for them is rest. And for many of us, you know, you're probably thinking, well, there's no way I can take any time off from work. And, and that may be, you know, I'm not, I'm not criticizing and I'm not judging. I'm just saying there's a reality in terms of, the, of what, what we live in um, makes it difficult to treat it. And, you know, I, I haven't actually spoken to colleagues in other parts of the world about this. I have a few colleagues in Europe who lament the treatment of adrenal glands. Um, and mostly they're in Northern Europe, these colleagues. But I suspect that in other parts of the world, you, you just don't see the, these problems. You see different problems that show up. And um, as a quick aside, I, I've actually noted talking to uh, some of my colleagues in, in Arizona, like they see things that I never see here in Portland. I mean, in terms of, you know, uh, conditions and so forth. And where we live uh, affects our health and what kind of society affects our health. And the adrenal glands are a big part of that. So uh, they're about helping us regulate our, our lives in, in a lot of ways. So some of the things that you, you hopefully can do um, as far as, as helping the adrenal glands is to avoid sugar is, is probably the biggest one. Um, because that puts a lot of stress on the adrenal glands and it will wreak havoc in terms of energy production and cortisol release. So that's one of the things that, that I highly, highly recommend if you have um, 
an issue, you know, whether it's, it's um, uh, you know, menstrual issues or you've been tested and you do have heavy metals or whatever it is, you know, avoiding sugar and, and any kind of like high glycemic foods, that can definitely help improve your, um, your adrenal state. Um, the other thing that people, you know, I, I think doesn't get enough attention in terms of the ability to uh, heal the adrenal glands is creating a schedule and a routine that is really, really consistent. So going to bed and waking up at the same time every day, eating meals at the same time every day, um, taking time to have a, a relaxing meal and chew, you know, taking time to chew your food, for example, and sit down and enjoy your family, not you know, grabbing a fast food and eating it in your car as you go from point A to point B. You know, creating that structure and, uh, if you will, sanctity around sort of uh, the day in our lives. And I think that because of the fast pace that we live in, there's a, an element of that that, uh, you know, kind of sounds boring. But boring is what allows the adrenal glands to heal. So one of the things that I've noted in terms of, of what can happen with the adrenal glands is that for some people, when there's adrenal fatigue, you would think that sleep would be easy, like you would be able to sleep well. But what I'm actually saying is that people who have adrenal issues have trouble either falling asleep or staying asleep. And I suspect it has something to do with cortisol levels. And that is is somehow affecting melatonin. And so when, when you go to sleep, uh, ideally, you're sleeping in a pitch, pitch black room, uh, possibly with eye shades, because our pineal glands produce melatonin in response to a lack of light. And cortisol actually shuts melatonin off. So, you know, as the day goes on, and ideally you, you have a spike of cortisol sometime in the early morning, that's the highest level of cortisol. That's why, you, you know, you're ideally waking up hungry. And that's what wakes you up. And then you go and you eat something. And, you know, your cortisol level goes up again around, you know, noon to one o'clock. And it starts to come down a bit. And then it comes up a little bit more in the late afternoon, and then it kind of comes back down. And then in the evening, you start shutting it down and cortisol levels drop, melatonin levels start to go up. And and that's when you fall asleep and you sleep through the night. And then, you know, the cycle goes through and starts all over again. Well, the fast pace of life, you know, electronic devices, uh, uh, ambient lights as well, all of those are messing that system up. And so oftentimes when there's adrenal issues, there's sleep issues. So one of the things that I've noted over the years and, and other of my uh, colleagues of mine have as well is that patients will start sleeping better and they feel more tired. And they're like, well, I've been sleeping great for the last week, Dr. Gill, but I feel more exhausted than ever. Well, that is also going to happen. And part of that happens because when the when you're getting sleep and the adrenal glands are starting to heal, the body says, oh, great, we can actually turn on the repair mechanisms now. Instead of being in a sympathetic state, you go into a parasympathetic state. 
And, and so if, if the sympathetic state and the adrenaline state is fight or flight, the parasympathetic state is rest and rest and resurrect, rest, you know, uh, you know, rest and in healing. So that's the piece that kind of can happen. And as your body mecha healing mechanisms turn on, you actually start to feel more exhausted for a while. And eventually that does go away, by the way. And then you're, you know, then you're in healing mode, fully, fully healing mode. So that's just something to keep in mind, um, you know, as far as the adrenal glands go. So, you know, that's kind of my big, big talk today. And I think the takeaway about the adrenals is, you know, limit your sugars, limit your, your uh, simple carbohydrate, uh, you know, starchy foods, and try and set a routine where you're going to bed at the same time and ideally waking up at the same time every day and also eating your meals at the same time every day. And if you're having trouble with sleep, the only other thing that sometimes works for some people is to take a short mid-afternoon nap. And many of my patients have reported they'll take a 10 to 20 minute nap, you know, not too late in the day, um, but they, they find that they sleep better that night uh, you know, it makes it easier to fall and stay asleep. And part of that has to do with it, it. There's something about that nap that starts to help the adrenals heal. And it doesn't, this is, by the way, has not been, I haven't seen this to be 100% of the time. I suspect a big part of it depends on where the person is in their adrenal fatigue state, for lack of a better way of saying it. Like how far how far gone or how far back up have the adrenals been? If they're rock bottom, sometimes that actually doesn't help. But as you're coming back up, uh, it can be very helpful. So, all right, well, that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, we may talk some more about this next time. Let me know if you have questions. Again, it's info at askdrgill.com, I-N-F-O at A-S-K-D-R-G-I-L.com. And thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Take care.